name is Marlene Ellis. This is the Black Breast Cancer Podcast in service to all people of African heritage impacted by breast cancer. And this week we're going to look at the relationship between breast cancer and black hair, the dyes and the straighteners we tend to use. So let's get to it. So in the last few years, two very large long-term studies have concluded to varying degrees that there is indeed an association between the use of permanent hair dye and breast cancer risk. So let's get into the detail of what this means. First, let me disclose that I do dye my hair. I'm a little bit embarrassed actually, having done some of the research for this podcast, but I was initially trying to go grey gracefully until I did so many Zoom calls during this pandemic. I couldn't stand it in the end, so I changed back to black. I'm not sure what that tells you about me, but I've promised, if nothing else, I'm always going to be as authentic as I can on this podcast. So, to be honest with you, when I went back to black, I didn't even think of breast cancer to my shame, given I'm somebody that recovered from breast cancer in 2018. But I suppose that says it was for pure vanity. Honestly, there's a part of me that does prefer that my hair is all black, but I'm seriously reviewing that, having done the prep for this podcast, and you'll see why when I go through this. So let's look at the research. In 2019, the Epidemiology Branch of the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences, sorry, in America, published a study called Hair Dye and Chemical Straightener and Breast Cancer Risk in a Large U.S. Population of Black and White Women. They drew data from sisters who had at least one sister with breast cancer in her family. So the sisters were the participants who had also breast cancer free themselves. This sister study followed over 46,000 women between 2003 and 2009. They were aged between 35 to 74 years. So they had enrollment questions that included what was your past 12 month hair product use, for example. What was found? Many hair products contain something called endocrine-disrupting chemicals. I know, endocrine, E-N-D-O-C-R-I-N-E, disrupting chemicals. And I insist you get to know this word. What does it mean? Okay, so many chemicals, both natural and man-made, are capable of mimicking or otherwise interfering with our hormones. These are called endrosin disruptor chemicals, otherwise known as EDCs. When they're absorbed in the body, they can decrease or increase normal hormone levels, which means they start to either mimic or indeed alter the natural production of our hormones. Products used predominantly by black women may contain more hormonal active compounds. That's the point. Hair products also contain carcinogens. Okay, it's another heavy word, I'm sorry. Imagine carcinogens as meaning substance, potentially relevant to causing breast cancer. Hair dye use is very common. It's been estimated that more than one third of women, this is black and white women, above the age of 18 in the United States use hair dye. Hair products contain more than 5,000 chemicals. Some have been found to induce tumours in the mammary gland of rats. Not to be sidetracked, rats and humans often suffer from the same diseases. That's because humans and rats have the same basic physiology, similar organs, similar body plans. We both control 
our body chemistry using similar hormones. We both have nervous systems that work in the same way, so we both act similarly to infection and injury. Look it up on Google. There's no deep search you have to do to find that. Other chemicals can also reach the breast tissue from these hair products. Women who used hair dye in the past year, this is from the study, were eight times more likely to have ABPDNA adducts. Sorry. All I know is that it's a piece of DNA bonded to a chemical that can start the growth of cancerous cells. I'm saying these things because I want you to start looking at the products and trying to see whether some words will stick so that you think, okay, I know I shouldn't get that. In past studies, the correlation and causation, these words, I want you to get used to them as we get more involved in our discussion about breast cancer and black people. You really want to have these clear distinctions. There's a correlation, but there's no causation. It's a bit like we've got institutionalized racism and the correlation is that we see a disproportionate amount of black people in prison. There's a clear correlation. However, we're always up against prove it. Where's your evidence? And then people produce evidence to say, no, 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 no. It's not because of institutionalized racism. It's because there's a disproportionate amount of criminality amongst that particular group and, and on it goes. Okay, correlation and causation. So back to hair dye and breast cancer. In past studies, the correlation and causation between hair dye use and breast cancer were inconsistent. Some said the evidence was there. Many more studies said it wasn't. So what about the African heritage perspective? Well, hair straightening products were used by approximately 10% of women in the overall study population and were much more commonly used by black women, 74.1%. Studies suggest products designed for use by black women may contain more endocrine disrupting chemicals. Remember that word EDCs, endocrine disrupting chemicals. When absorbed in the body, these EDCs can decrease or increase normal hormone levels. Remember what I said, which means they start to either mimic or indeed alter the natural production of our hormones. Remember this word, when you're looking at what's in the stuff you're using, look for endocrine, E-N-D-O-C-R-I-N-E, -E, disrupting chemicals, EDCs. So let's look at the results. There were 2,794 incident breast cancer cases reported in 380,338 person years. So what the hell does that mean? There's a type of measurement that take into account both the numbers of people in the study, remember there was 48,000, and the amount of time each person spends in the study. It lasted between 2003 and 2009. What we got out of that was 2,794 incidents of breast cancer cases reported. Permanent hair dye use was common with 55% of women reporting use in the 12 months before enrolment to this study. The operative word is permanent hair dye. To be clear, permanent hair dye use was related to breast cancer risk in the total sample. Use of light colored dye and dark colored dye were associated with higher breast cancer risk. Quoting the study's author, Dr. Alexandra White, said, our findings for any use of permanent hair dye in the past year suggested a slight increase in risk for breast cancer, although associations were stronger for chemical straightener use and for hair dye use among black women. She says, more research is needed to identify the specific constituents, what's in the permanent dye, what's in the straighteners that's contributing to this higher risk. We have no idea. 
So to break it down, the risk is higher for black women. Permanent hair dye use was associated with a 9% higher risk of breast cancer in all women for this study. But among black women, there was a 45% increase in risk. Among white women, the increase was just 7%. If you're wondering, well, how does it get nine overall when it's 45 for us and 7% for white women? It's because there was so much more white women in the study than black women, so they could bring that percentage down. The shade of the dye may or may not matter. Among black women, there was an increase in risk with dark and light dye. In white women, the risk was associated with light-colored permanent dye, but not dark dye. Straightening your hair may be an even riskier activity. The use of chemical hair straightener at all over the previous 12 months was associated with an 18% higher risk of breast cancer among all women. And the more frequent the use, the higher the risk. Women who use straighteners at least every five to eight weeks had a 31% higher breast cancer risk. Adolescents are particularly vulnerable. I find this disturbing. In a separate report in the same sister study, the researchers found that there was an increase in premenopausal breast cancer among women who had frequently used hair straighteners or perms between the age of 10 and 13 years. I didn't know that we let our young girls straighten their hair at such an early age. We gotta stop that. Also, it's important to note that since all the women in the study had a sister relative with a history of breast cancer, their risk was already elevated. Might not be so high across the board if it had been a random selection. While they can't say definitively that these products cause breast cancer, the results are really compelling and they show a correlation. Back to the word correlation. Dr. Gore, G-O-R, an African-American surgeon specialized in breast cancer in North Atlanta. He says it's particularly concerning given, as we know, that the breast cancer rate is 40% higher than it is for white women. And hair is a huge thing in our communities. It's almost like a religion going to the beauty shop every week or two weeks. You know that's a part of our life. You know that we've got to put more thought into this. The next study, less than a year after that study, researchers from Harvard Chan School of Public Health published a large study. They looked at a lot of nurses. The article's called Personal Use of Permanent Hair Dyes and Cancer Risk and Mortality in US Women, a prospective cohort study. God, they're not good at titles, right? In this study, 117,200 women enrolled in the nurses' health study of female nurses in the United States. The women who were free of cancer at baseline reported information on personal use of permanent hair dyes and were followed for 36 years. They concluded that there was no association between hair dye use and most cancers. Almost the opposite to what I've just said in this first study. However, there was a slight increase in the risk of breast cancer if it was an estrogen receptor negative, a progesterone receptor negative, a hormone HER2 receptor negative. Remember what I told you about triple negative last week. It's a basal-like type of cancer, the most aggressive form of breast cancer. So there was a slight increase in their research on hair dyes. The study's author points out, and this is the point, 96% of the women in this study were of European white ancestry. If you want to check it out, it's in the British Medical Journal 2020. 
So I'd like to introduce you to a third study and forgive me for going over time. This is important and relevant, but I'll try and be brief. The article is called The Black Identity Hair Product Use and Breast Cancer Scale, published in the journal PLOS, PLOS 1 in 2019. In this research, they tried to create a way in which to measure the relationship between hair and health, specifically looking at the intersection between black hair and breast cancer. And they created this very interesting scale by using sort of a number of pertinent questions. The literature on black women's attitude to our hair provided some sort of mixed explanations to explain the popularity of hair care products in black communities. Some scholars think hair across the African diaspora is synonymous with identity, individuality and the norms of beauty. And then uh, for many black women, maintaining hair with sculpting and straightening products is an extension of self and a way to achieve social acceptance. Alternatively, scholars challenge the notion that straight hair represents an ideal form of beauty and is connected to social acceptance. They argue that wearing hair in its natural state is the new normal that celebrates black identity and pride. But even products designed for natural black hair have been found to contain potentially harmful ingredients. So whether black women choose to chemically alter their hair or keep it in its natural state, they are overexposed to hair products containing endocrine disrupting chemicals and other toxic chemicals too, many of which are not listed on product labels as they usually are listed generically as fragrances. And I just want to get into this study a little bit because I want you to understand a little bit about what they've done. I think it's really going to be useful for the future. So they've created a scale. They've asked some very interesting questions. And some of the questions I want to highlight to you that became significant in the study. Question two, black men do not like black women to wear their hair natural. In order to be successful in business, it is a necessity for black women to have their hair straight. In order for black women to attract black men, they need to straighten their hair. Black women feel pressure from their female friends to straighten their hair. Black women feel pressure from their partners to straighten their hair. I actually remember this moment when I had short hair. I'd just become a sergeant in the police force and a senior officer told me that it was about time I straightened my hair and I said why he said you know now that you're you're of this status and he, I said why and he said well come on you're a grown-up woman now and I said so do you regard my natural hair as more childlike and he said yes another question that was important in this research I am concerned that the labels of hair care products do not list all the ingredients because I am concerned about breast cancer I plan to go natural style my hair without chemicals. Because I'm concerned about breast cancer, I intend to watch the ingredients of the product I will use. And lastly, I want to learn more about the risk hair products can cause the breast cancer. So these things came out in the research as significant things that were on our minds around our hair and the ever-growing concern about breast cancer. And just to read a tiny bit from this report, it says, furthermore, the topic of hair in the black community is always representing varying degrees of prominence, ranging from political, politically charged euphemism to exaltation of African pride. 
Therefore, it comes as no surprise that black women invest millions of dollars on products that craft their projection of identity to our society. According to cultural norms, black women have to spend time on their hair. This affects not only their personal life, but also how they are perceived professionally. Since hair carries such strong political and social cultural meanings in the black community, research on hair products and breast cancer must also consider issues of identity and the trade-off between perceptions of risk and ideals of beauty. This newly developed black identity, hair product use and breast cancer scale provides a validated instrument that can be used to help untangle these complexities. And I just want to stress the urgency in this article and remind you that despite the substantial evidence, only one third of US doctors up until the 1960s delivered conclusions that cigarettes caused cancer. And that was the information they'd had since the 1940s and 50s. That was potentially due to the propaganda by the tobacco industry to salvage cigarette sales. As a result, an estimated 6 trillion cigarettes smoked in 1990 caused about 6 million deaths in 2019. Comparably with increasing evidence pointing to a risk connection between the use of hair products and risk for breast cancer in black women, to wait until definitive evidence is provided on the health consequences of health and personal care products before intervening would be irresponsible and potentially detrimental to communities of colour. In particular, as exposure to these hazardous chemicals is substantially higher in these communities than other groups and occurs as early as utero before birth. Exactly how do these products put you at risk? Let me explain this first of all. To permanently change the colour of your hair, chemicals need to penetrate the hair cuticle and react within the melanin in your hair. These chemicals include everything from ammonia, hydrogen, peroxide, and, and to some that are considered carcinogenic and others that are hormonally active. You absorb products through your skin. That's why we have birth control medications that are delivered through the, a patch on your skin. And your scalp has a very high rate of absorption because there's a large blood supply. In addition to absorbing chemicals through your scalp, you also breathe in the chemicals while you sit in the chair having the process done, especially if you're in a small, poorly ventilated space, like your bathroom at home. As for the risk for black women from straighteners and relaxers, many of those products, particularly those marketed to black women, contain, again, hormonal active chemicals. One study found that of 18 hair products used by black women, 11 contain chemicals prohibited under the European Union Cosmetics Directive based on their risk of cancer female reproductive toxicity and developmental toxicity. Hair care for women who are black or biracial is a huge business, says Dr. Gore. But the issue is that in the middle of mass production, the ingredients that are going into those products include a lot of chemicals that disrupt the normal endocrine process and some of the preservatives that they use to increase the shelf life. Okay, finally, what should you do? Consider going gray, see what I mean? told you that I was a bit in the dilemma that perhaps I'm going to have to change my own approach. How can I tell you to go grey when I myself have dyed my hair? It's not a permanent dye but I have dyed my hair. So one of the suggestions is consider going grey. If you've been debating whether to give up the cost and time commitment of dyeing your hair every month this may be the incentive to take the leap to a natural salt and pepper or silvery style especially if you're already at higher risk because of a family or personal history of breast cancer. That's me. I'm in that category. Consider going natural.
If you've been straightening or perming your hair for years or even decades, perhaps it's time to let your curls come out. There is a big cultural shift right now towards the beauty of embracing your natural hair. Join it. If you have a tween or teen daughter, encourage her to wait a few years. When you're an adolescent, anything that comes into your body can be used to build breast tissue. If you choose to continue using hair dye and other products, then do it as safely as possible with these tips. Read the labels. Though it can be difficult for anyone without a chemistry degree to interpret the labels, there are certain names that should give you pause, such as placental extracts. I mean, it just sounds revolting, the placenta. You can also check out the Environmental Working Group's Hair Colour Database, which ranks products based on the safety of the ingredients. Use temporary rather than permanent treatments, as anyone who has ever decided to experiment with a streak of purple washes out a few days. There are many different dyes. Permanent dye is by far the most popular for us with, as black women, accounting for 80% of the dyes used in America. Or semi-permanent dyes would be better. Consider plant-based dyes, hair color made from natural ingredients such as henna, chamomile, bark, flowers. I might try and turn to that actually, and containing no synthetic chemical ingredients are a lower risk option. Notice it doesn't say it's risk-free. Plant-based is not risk-free, just a lower risk. Uh, touch up your color less often. You can also stretch out your time between hair color appointments by touching up your roots with a brush on powder. Reduce your chemical exposure as much as possible. Choose a hair salon with good ventilation. Make that an absolute condition before you go in there and plenty of space between clients. Dilute the effects. Give an extra thorough rinse out of your hair after applying any process to make sure there is no residue left sitting on your scalp. Bottom line, while these findings are certainly worth noting, this is just one part of the problem of breast cancer, right? Chemical hair products are just one of the many factors that may influence a woman's chances of getting breast cancer. We know that we've got to think about our diet, our alcohol content, eating more fruits, uh, doing more exercise, the whole challenge to change your lifestyle. And I'm in that challenge. I am a constant work in progress and I want you to join me and I want us to have more and more of these conversations because this is about us coming together, communicating and changing the conditions of breast cancer for black men and women in our communities because if not us to take control over our health within our capabilities, obviously there are issues, genetic issues, there are other things to consider, but we have to get more involved in changing what we can change and taking responsibility for that. So that's the end of my podcast for this week. If you got to the end, I really say thank you very much for bearing with that. Don't forget to sign up to podcast.blackbreastcancer.com to receive more podcasts like this. And I will speak to you again next week. Have a good weekend. Everyone.